it really it really became became a dream just like any item on your bucket list it it started something that you don't really think that you can do it that's why very often it's in your bucket list and once it's there and you actually formulate that in your head it's my bucket list it kind of becomes more achievable because you're putting it somewhere Welcome to the Crossing It Off Podcast, the internet's number one bucket list show, where we believe your bucket list can be more than a social media brag, but bring you deep joy in your life. Each week, we share the stories of people just like you that are living out their bucket slash life goal list. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guest adventures, my goal is that you will find inspiration, empowerment to add and cross items off your list. When you find something here that motivates you, we ask that you share this episode with one other person and rate and review the show. Let's get to crossing it off. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Crossing Off Podcast. And I'm super excited about today because this was something that I had on my my bucket list for a real long time um, before I even had a bucket list. And I did a ton of research about it and wound up never doing it. So I'm excited for our guest today to come and tell her experience of how she did this. So I want to welcome Veronica Lorca-Smith. She describes herself as a woman made of iron, uh, positivity running through her day, and the chief executive mom of two young girls. So, uh, Veronica, thank you so much for being here. Good morning, Roger. Good morning or good night, everyone. I'm yeah. super excited to be here. And uh, I had one big item to tick off my bucket list, and that was competing in an Ironman and becoming an Iron Woman. So that's why I said I'm a woman made of iron. Awesome. So for those that may have never heard of the Ironman, what is that competition? You, it, it's, is it a race? What, what do you do during it? Crazy. It's pure craziness brought into the world of sports. So you start with a 3.9 kilometer swim. Then you do 180 kilometers bike ride. And you finish with a 42 kilometers or a full marathon. You don't really get to stop. You can. Some people, you know, even faint. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not supposed to. And important uh, information, the cutoff time is 17 hours. If you don't uh, make it without that, even if it's by five seconds, you're out. And so, well, just, just for uh, information purposes only, not to compare, but what was your time? My time was... Uh, the real time was 12 hours and 41 minutes. I like to take people that it was two years, 12 hours. And okay. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about those two years. Uh, is this something out of the blue? Had you, you know, had you been doing endurance things before this, or was it just something you like saw it on TV one day and said, Oh, I'm going to do this. So it started, I've always been a sporty person. When I was a girl, I used to do figure skating and then I did rollerblading aerobics. So sport has always been part of my DNA. When I was an adult, I was living in Hong Kong and uh, mm-hmm. out of the blue, I, ran, I joined a, a run race and I discovered triathlon. I, I didn't even know that it existed as such, the sport of combining three different sports. And I heard people, and excuse me, swearing, but why suck at one sport when you can suck at three? So I thought that that was pretty cool. So I started there. I did not have a bike. My last bike had a basket in it when I was 15 years old. So that was my level. Like a beachcomber type bike. Right. You're not riding a beachcomber. No. So let's start with these. That was my base. I I used to run. I was uh, not really a good swimmer. I could swim, mostly Mm -hmm. breaststroke. And I bought a bike without a basket. 
So that was my starting point for triathlon. It's really at that point when I started triathlon, and this was around 12 years ago, when I started to hear the word Ironman. I thought it was a movie mm. at first, because <laughs> it's something that you really, you know, come across in, in your daily life. And sure. I used to hear people talking about it in the changing room in Ironman, and I was like, what is an Ironman? So I did my little research, and I found out, wow, it's this crazy event that crazy people do, and why do they do it? You know, that was like my first impression. And I thought, oh, it's something unachievable. That's hmm. what I told myself. But then as I started to be more into the sport and develop the passion for triathlon, I saw more and more people doing it. And I saw people, not necessarily the fittest people, when I was looking at videos or YouTube, I thought it was the most inclusive sport. I saw people that um, had with overweight. I saw people with... Uh, physical disabilities, I prefer to call it physical diversity. I think mm -hmm. it's more intuitive. I saw people that were really old as well. I saw people of all backgrounds, ethnicities. So I thought it was really cool, but I, saw, I said, why? Well, why not? You know, I thought it was something unachievable, but why did I think that when there were all these other people that were doing it? And so it started to grow a little bit inside me. First, very shyly, I would never tell anyone mm. I want to do Ironman because the moment you tell it, you create accountability, yeah. you know, and I wasn't ready to create that accountability. But one day, and this was around Christmas, I had already been doing triathlon for like a year or so. I had done a couple of races and I told my friends after a couple of drinks, because this was before Christmas and it was a Christmas event. And I said, we should totally sign up for this Ironman. And it kind of came a little bit, you know, with that... Uh, instinct a little bit out of the blue but it was coming from somewhere and uh, my friend said you're crazy but because they're as crazy as me they said well if you do it I have to do it because otherwise I'm gonna have formal fear of missing it right and there's the accountability <laughs> and there's the accountability so the next day you have like because this event they sell out really quickly you have like 12 hours really to sign and you know pay the money and it's expensive so you know once you sign up it's there and your name is there. So the accountability right. is not only in the mirror, it's on the starting list. So if you don't show up, you have a big DNS, you know, did not show up. And I did not want to have that, you know, in, um, in front of my name. And so that's really how it started by saying, I believe that this is unachievable, but is it really? I want to achieve this. And that's how it all started. So what was that thing that popped into your head that said, I can do this? Why did all of a sudden you have this mindset of, I can't do it, I can't do it, it's impossible to all of a sudden, was it just peer pressure of everybody and the drinking or was it you know, being with your friends or was it just, no, I think I can do this? I think because I joined that sport first as an amateur, I thought, what is the uh, the dream in this in this world? What is the maximum that I would love to achieve? What is really something that I would be really proud of? Something that I would like to to tell my family, to tell my friends, to tell my you know my kids that didn't have any. Mm. But it really it really became became a dream. Just like any item on your bucket list, it it starts as something that you don't really think that you can do it. That's why very often it's in your bucket list. And once it's there, and you actually formulate that in your head it's my bucket list it kind of becomes more achievable because you're putting it somewhere so yeah. that's I started as a dream yeah I, I often tell people that you know ask people say where do I start where do I start I said write it down 
just write it down. It has to be the first step that you do is, you know, after you come up with an intention for your list is just write it down, grab a piece of paper, write it down and then go from there. Cause you know, for me in my daily life, especially at work, I would just, you know, things fly in and out of my brain and I had to have a list to get through my days. Say, did I do that thing? Yes, I, I did that. I can cross it off. And when I decided to take on this bucket list lifestyle, that was like one of the first things it's like, I had known about a bucket list for probably, you know, 13, 14 years, but had never written it down. And so when I decided I'm going to go for this, I, you know, writing it down is huge. So walk us through the process. You talked about you were doing triathlons, but what is, what is the difference between the triathlons that you were doing and an, and an Ironman? Basically, the ones that I had done at that point were much shorter. So okay. if I talked about a time, a cutoff time of 17 hours, I was doing maybe triathlons that were two hours. That uh, I believe someone, anyone with a, a basic fitness level mm-hmm. can run and uh, ride a bike could do. An Ironman was, was a monster. It was a completely different story. It's really something that you have to build towards. And uh, it's not something that you just go and do. You really have to... Uh, set the uh like those uh, milestones to get there so quickly let's share with us some of those milestones what were some of the things you had to do that were to make it to compete in the in the ironman that were different than what you were doing for your training for these regular triathlons smaller triathlons so in uh, my case i'm uh, i'm a business person i've been in the business world for almost 20 years and uh, in the business world we always use uh, the smart goals Mm-hmm. So SMART stands for, it's something, so when you set a goal, it's something specific, specific sorry, uh, something that is tangible. So that's what the S stands for. It's measurable. You can measure. It is an Ironman. It's, you know, something that you can say, I'm going to do this specific event at this date. It's attainable. Yes, you have to put a lot of work, but you can attain it. And it's also realistic. For me, I was a regular mm-hmm. triathlete. So, you know, and, and the last piece is time bound. And for me, it was time bound because I had a year. To prepare for that and so applying this business mentality and it wasn't of course you know as a, like if i was doing a business plan but it was using this mentality of saying okay i have this big goal how do i break it up into these small pieces you know so into my smart goals and so i said okay if i have a year to do these i would like to do at least two half ironman before so it's exactly half the distance because that really kind of puts you to the next level and that was one thing. The second thing was really the commitment. It's not something that uh, you build overnight. You have to slowly build up the training. In my case, it was a year. For some people, you know, everyone has a, has a different journey. But build up the, uh, the, the hours of training that you do every week. So I started maybe with around seven hours or so. By the end, I was building up to 15 hours of solid training, which when you also have a full-time job at the time I was working for Apple in, in Hong Kong is huge. It's massive. So, it, it's massive. It's, it's really massive because if you think of even just exercising one hour a day, which is already amazing, is already seven hours. So think of double, you know, and this was just with the intention of finishing. It wasn't even with the intention of saying, okay, I want to be right. top 10. My goal was, cross that finish line and go home with a medal that I can show my daughters the day I have daughters, which I do now. (laughs) That is amazing. You did all that work. So you come to race day, right? And you've, you've, 
I'm sure you've assumed tuned your bike and have your swim cap and all, all the equipment that you need. What were you feeling at that moment when you got to that start line? What was that like for you? So the first thing, if I'm very honest, this was in Australia, Western Australia, and they're mm-hmm. sharp. So my first oh, geez. fear was <laughs> look around and yeah. say, you better swim fast, you better swim fast. You are also wearing, by the way, a black wetsuit, which makes you look like a seal. Mm-hmm. So that was my very first thought. Once I got over that, because you have the adrenaline and you forget about the sharks, you're like, oh my God, why am I here? Why am I doing this? That was my second thought, to be very honest. It's like, why do I put myself through this? And then when I got through that, I was like, oh my God, I'm exactly where I have to be. I've done all the training. I signed up. There's a name on the the participant list that is my name, Veronica. And I'm here to give it all and to prove that I've put the effort. I deserve to be here and I deserve to cross that finish line. And that's the mentality that I want people to have. When you've put the work, you deserve to be in the start line Mm -hmm. and you deserve to cross the finish line. I imagine there's always, I think there's always a little bit of uh, imposter syndrome with everything that we do or try to take on. Um, For me, writing a book, doing this podcast, definitely I've run into my days where I'm just like, I'm not a podcaster, I'm not an author, but, but but I do it. And so I know that by doing that work that I'm capable. So I appreciate that attitude. Is there something during the race um, besides worrying about sharks, which is a pretty big deal. Is there something during the race that like, if somebody said, yeah, I want to, I want to do, I want to try the try and I want to try an Ironman. What is something that you think you did for you that will, that helped you get to that finish line? Here at the Crossing It Off podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others, and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. You know, the biggest thing was um, when you start for me, uh, the run. And, uh, you know, it was actually four loops. So the first one, you know, you're high-fiving and you feel like, oh my God, I got this. You know, I'm like, queen <laughs> of the world, I'm going to be a run of iron. Then you go through the second loop and you're like, oh, I don't really feel like high-fiving anymore. And then by the third one, I was like, I'm so done with this. So I hit a wall. We use this expression in, in sports. Like people say, I hit a wall. Of course, it's a virtual one. They don't put a wall there. But it does feel like all of a sudden right. you have a wall. And people are very specific. They will tell you, I hit the wall on the kilometer 33. Because it's like all of a sudden, your body and your mind tell you, I can't do this anymore. In an Ironman, many people face that wall. Many people hit that wall. And I did, I would say, around half of the run, which, uh, you know, considering that we're talking about a full marathon, I was like, oh my God, I hit this wall and I still have 22 kilometers to go. So it's even like still more than half marathon. Right. What helped me going is not think about the big goal, the big chunk of Mm -hmm. the 22 kilometers. That was so daunting. If I ask myself, can you run 22 kilometers? No way. No way I can run 22 kilometers. However, I started asking myself, can you run 10 meters more and do like those 10 little steps? Can you run to the next water station where mm. you can be ill and it's only maybe 200 meters away? And so mentally, 
for anything in life, when you have a big objective, a big work project, a big 22 kilometers ahead, you break it down into little small pieces. Forget, forget about the big thing. Try to, even if it's one step at a time, at one point I would say the next step, left, right, left, right. And breaking it into small pieces. For some people it works doing it in percentages. For me at that point, it was just one more step, just one more step. And I think breaking that idea of breaking it out is really what worked for me. So, you know, slowly I got there. So you broke through that wall, you you smashed it by step after step. When you got to the final loop, that fourth loop of the run, and you're coming across the finish line, what was going through your head then? So much, so much. When you go through that finish line, you forget you're not running with your legs, you're running with your heart. You are achieving a goal. It's not achieving a goal only, really achieving a dream. That feeling of achieving a dream in the moment it's something that is so precious that for me, I thought the most important thing was going to be to finish that race and to cross the finish line for myself. Because the first reason I did it, as I said at the beginning, very transparently, it was more for myself. It was my bucket list. I designed my bucket list. You have yours. When I finished it, my first thought was, oh my God, I did something that I thought was unachievable and I proved me wrong. So I want to prove other people wrong. Whatever your dream is, I want to prove you wrong. I want to prove that you can do it. I want to prove that it's in you, that you are everything you need to make it happen. And so my dream became much more than just about me. It was about how do I inspire other people? How do I empower people? And in the context of Ironman, I'm talking about everyone. I saw people on wheelchairs. I saw people that were running with a guide because they had like some visual impairment, not in that race specifically, but in YouTube videos, I saw a dad um, pulling his son who had uh, cerebral, uh, um, cerebral palsy. Yes, uh, in, a, in a canoe and then in, in a bag. And they're actually very <sighs> famous in the, in the Ironman world. They're called the Hoyt team. If you can maybe put that in the show, I would love sure. to. To, to, to read their story because when I'm saying that uh, it's for everyone, I really mean it. I, like it doesn't matter who you are, what your current ability is. I really want to send this message that you can achieve what you think is unachievable. That's a that's an amazing uh, to think about other people in your process. I think that's a really cool uh, thing to do for you personally. When you crossed that item off your list, when you got back home, pulled out your list and crossed it off, you, you completed the race. What do you think was the one thing that you took away from that for you? For me, the one thing that I took away is that we can break our own mental walls. The only thing that was keeping me from my dream was myself. There was no one else. When I signed up for the race and I had all of these excuses and reasons and justifications why I couldn't do it everything was in my head and so for me to really see that the same person who was standing between me and my dream is was the same person that could enable it it was so liberating that's awesome one thing if somebody says hey I want to do a triathlon what's the one thing that you would say to them or they want to do an Ironman what's the one thing you would go you have to do what I think you have to want to do it, mm. you know, just like for, for anything, like, do you really want to do this? 
you know, I think maybe, maybe it's not for everyone. And that's why I'm saying, I hope my story inspires people who want to write a book or, you know, maybe do, do a podcast. If you really want to do it, I think put the effort, buy a bike that doesn't have a basket, you know, like I did. <laughs> Uh, join a triathlon club I think that's a great advice that I haven't talked about before because even though triathlon is a very individual sport the camaraderie the teamwork my coach all these people they were so supportive we were racing together and because we had these four loops we were suffering you know together so I think the element of find your tribe whatever it is that you want to do even if it's an individual sport I think that's going to really fuel your motivation that's awesome advice. To me, in 2022, the, the name of the race is semi-problematic. <laughs> um, we, we call it an Ironman, uh, and I know that's a brand, and that's a, that's a specific race company that runs those races. How does the community feel about that? Is there a sense that it, it hinders inclusivity, or, or, is, or is, are people past that? I think uh, because it's it's a name, it's become a brand. It's a little bit like I'm I'm all about inclusivity, and actually in my personal work and what I write, I do a lot about inclusivity, inclusion, and diversity and, and equity. And it's almost become a little bit like when you say guys, and it's it's a male word, and I'm very aware of it. I try to avoid it, but it's become like so common that uh, even when there are guys and you know women in, in the room you you might say it so i think it's almost become you know like like a like a brand however when i personally talk about it and that's why at the beginning i wanted to say i completed an iron man but i am an iron woman mm-hmm. and i very often will say that precisely for the purpose of highlighting that it's inclusive and uh, that yes i did an iron man because that's the brand and i personally wouldn't want to change the name to iron person i I don't have a problem with it but when people ask me i do like to say i am an iron woman (laughs) nice Nice. and do you feel like the you 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 talked and said there's definitely uh, ability levels and those kind of things uh, involved in inclusivity for the iron man do you feel like for people of color that's the same that there's the same level of inclusivity uh, for those folks in the sport. I remember when I originally researched it, it seemed like it was definitely a, a, a white male dominated thing, people with resources. So is, is that still the case or has that changed over the years as well? I think the sport in itself is really inclusive. I'm going to talk beyond people of color. I think sports in general, and in mm. this case, about triathlon and Ironman, I love the phrase of saying it's an equalizer. When you're in the pool, when you're running, when you're swimming, like it doesn't really matter what the background of the other person is, what the, what color their skin is, is the CEO or the assistant, everyone is fighting the same fight. And that's why I think in general, it's really, really inclusive. When you look at the, at the star list, it's true that you have more typically white male. And I think this is changing. You know, probably the name was even born because I guess 99% were men. And now when you look at the star list, there were like hundreds of women, you know. So I think it's it's evolving. I think it's, it's work in progress. But in terms of the community and, and the feeling and the invitation is there. So I invite anyone from any background to get into it, you know, to get started. I think the community is amazing. I have friends from all different nationalities, ethnical backgrounds, uh, religions, you know, it's it's really, really like a very colorful, colorful sport. I'm glad to hear that. Veronica, what is something that's next on your bucket list that may be completely different than triathlons and, and possibly doing another Ironman? 
I have a lot on my bucket list. So yeah. one of the things that I'm kind of starting to tick off today is uh, talking at uh, a TED Talk. That's okay. one of the things that I'm working towards. And I think today is an amazing uh, step towards that. The second one, I don't know if I'm allowed to say a second one, but I will. Oh, sure. Because you talked about it. I didn't know that so you talked about writing a book. I'm also writing a book. I just finished it. I'm in the editing. I'm in the very daunting process of finding someone who would like to publish it. And, uh, and I'm really happy. It's something that I never thought I would do. And again, I said, why? I love writing. Why? I, again, you talked about the imposters. You know, if I write every day on LinkedIn, you can check my post, by the way. <laughs> why can't I talk, call myself a writer? I am a writer. And this is what I love doing. So first, what is what's your, what do you want your TED Talk to be about? My TED Talk, I want it to be about uh, my nine lives because I have lived in nine countries. And I want to tell that journey with all the challenges that it has, with all the learnings to uh, hopefully motivate people. I hope someone can relate. I hope someone has been excluded at some point. I hope someone had to learn a language because they didn't understand or they had to move to a different place without knowing anyone. And, uh, and I really want to encourage people. I also want to encourage people if they haven't done so to move to another country because I think it's so enriching. And, and that's really the goal of my book. That's the goal of the book. So that was the next question. You jumped ahead of me. I was wondering what the what the book was about, but that's awesome. Uh, I'm so excited. I, I look forward to you publishing that and reading it. Veronica, thank you so much for being here. I, I greatly appreciate your attitude and your mindset and uh, what you brought to the table today. You, uh, you definitely, uh, we have a lot of synergy on how we look at bucket list items. And, and I do believe uh, that the people, if they want to do something that, um, you know, as long as it's reachable, that you, you can get, do it. And you know, there's always ways to find uh, people to help you accomplish that goal. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so glad to uh, share my story, but I wanted to say that this podcast is not really my story. It's my journey with the hope mm-hmm. that it can motivate the audience to start their own story and maybe come to your podcast to tell us about it. No doubt. Thank you for the plug. Speaking of which, can you uh, share with us where we can find you online? Yes, of course. My uh, main platform is LinkedIn. So you can actually find me there. I write content on a daily basis. And specifically, I write about motivation, always with a little blink to sports. And I do write about inclusion and diversity because it's a topic that is very close to my heart, always with a very, very positive tone, because I do want to motivate people. Awesome. Uh, When your book comes out, uh, make sure you let me know so I can put that link in the show notes with everything else that you shared with us today. Veronica, thank you so much for being here. And and, uh, I look forward to watching your TED Talk. Thank you.